What's up, millennials? Welcome back or welcome to the Franchise Millennial Podcast. My name is Kobe Lomax. I am a millennial entrepreneur, a digital hustler, and I am obsessed with helping my generation understand all the opportunities that there are in franchising and how you can start your own business for yourself, but not by yourself. Today, we are interviewing my good friend, Mason. So Mason first, he is a student at Northwood University studying franchise management. They're one of the only schools that have a franchise program. I think there's only like two schools in the US that have franchise programs and he's in one of them. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Mason, he's got the mindset of a champ and Mason and I, I would say are networking experts. I mean, we've literally listened to this. We literally went to the IFA convention between us actually attending the event, our hotel, we were literally able to achieve a free trip to Vegas to the IFA convention, which also costs money. And we stayed in the Mandalay Bay. That's because that's where the convention was. But still, all through networking, like literally the power of networking, once you learn how to use it, like you can do some really, really, really cool things with it. But I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get into the interview all about networking and how to master networking and utilize it to your benefit. Let's get into the interview. What's going on, Kobe? Hey, hey, Mason. How's it going? Dude, it's going well. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been checking out your Insta stories, dude. Killer. So today we are talking about networking. You and I are, I would say, networking experts. I mean, we literally got a whole trip to Vegas, staying at the Mandalay Bay, going to a convention that cost a lot of money for free, mm-hmm. <laughs> all through networking. Tell the listeners a little bit about you. This is a brief overview. My name is Mason Spurs and I'm a 21-year-old studying franchise management and marketing in Northwood University, one of the only franchising programs actually within the country at a university. But, you know, so I came up, grew up in a, through a small town, roughly only 1,000 people, and, you know, everybody that I grew up with had that small mindset, um, not too many big goals. It was always just small, 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 and... Mm-hmm. You know, I never wanted I never wanted to be in an environment like that. I always thought so much bigger and you know, thanks to, to my parents for instilling a good work ethic in me. Yeah. It really from day one was you know, there's a lot more out there. Mm-hmm. You can't just use this environment as the only thing for you. Right. There's so much more out there, there's so much potential to go get and it's just about you taking advantage of the opportunity and going to get it and mm. that's where self-discipline comes in it's where persistence comes in it's where your mindset comes in yeah and so for me it's always been about how much can i expand my mind mm. right being the environment that i grew up in um so every day i'm always looking as to how can i expand that what more can i do yeah how can i go about achieving my goals you know so just a little bit about me. I want to ask you uh, one question that relates to that. You're from a small town, and uh, you know everybody's so like small thinking, and you're like, no, I got to do something bigger. Do you think yep. you do you think you know like where that came from? Because like me personally, somebody asked me this today. He's like, so where did where did all this come from? Like where did this like ambition and this you know striving to be so great and doing so much so young like where did that come from and i told him i was like i really don't know like you know and like because like my my i have a 
a younger sister and an older brother, and they're not like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, my yep. sister's a straight-A student. Me, good luck if I get an A. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, yo, I yeah. really don't... I, I almost feel like sometimes, like, it's literally, like, just in your DNA. Like, you, like, like it's yeah. not even something that, like, anybody controls. It's just, like, in you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I really don't yeah. know where this came from. <laughs> no, no, I would agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think it comes from a deeper desire and a higher purpose. For yeah. what your life is truly meant to be. I think a lot of people go through the motions. Mm-hmm. I think they just go about their day in a normal way. Yeah. Whereas those who strive more, who want more out of life, they have a higher purpose. They have that why to them. You know, right. Starting with why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. But for me specifically, uh, I'm pretty deep in my faith. So I always look at it as, you know, I'm here on earth once. So if I'm not able to take advantage of it yes. and capitalize on what is in front of me, then I'm almost wasting my life. And I'll tell you what, Kobe, my biggest fear, this is my biggest fear, my biggest fear is getting to the end of my life and confronting the Lord and having the Lord say, Mason, this is what you could have been, right. but guess what? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, I had so much more planned for you. Yeah. But you didn't see it. You didn't see it in front of you. Yeah. You didn't take advantage of it. You didn't capitalize on the opportunities. And that's that's my biggest fear is getting to that point. I want to be able to get to that point and say, man. Like, I made you proud, like right? It, yeah. It, yeah, it looks like an identical twin right. to what the Lord envisioned for me. Right. And that in itself is so satisfying. Yeah, that's powerful. Amazing way to look at that. Quick background. Mason and I met at IFA last year. So last year, we were both scholarship recipients. We had two different scholarships, but those scholarships that we got, um, they sent us to IFA. Now, we got to IFA, we met each other at IFA, and then we, it's crazy because there, how many was of us was it in like Next Gen? I, I want to say it was probably like 20, 30 of us. And yeah, like totally. out of everybody, the two of us, ended up getting invited back <laughs> but i mean it's really it's really just networking you know and uh, and following up you know so we're going to get into some of those details when it comes to networking i feel like there are three parts of networking like three main parts of networking the first one is is getting around or getting the attention of the people that you need to network with you know and that can be in person or online you know especially today the way the internet is evolving um that you can that can be done both ways the next one is like introducing yourself, you know, and making yourself memorable. It's sort of like your pitch, right? When you're you're meeting somebody, mm-hmm. and and we're gonna talk about this a little later. But me and Mason sort of had like a game plan when we <laughs> we were at IFA uh, this time. We were like, all right, so this is how this is gonna go. We're like, how, we're like, hmm, how are we gonna pick who we're gonna go talk to? Do we just walk up to somebody? What if they're having a conversation? Like, we're gonna tell all those details in a second. But then the third point mm-hmm. is the third point, which I think is the most important is following up i feel like following up goes such a long way speak to the first um the first point any ideas that you have to say about getting around the people that you need to be networking with i definitely say uh you know investing in yourself right like if and i know you you've done this quite a few times like went to some conventions and some conferences and stuff like that and like yeah they cost money but like if you network and you know how to network and you get your pitch down like they can be so much more worth so much more than the money that you invested to go yep no 100 percent. i completely agree with you i think you hit the nail on the head there's three parts to networking 
and I say that they're planned, strategized, and follow up. Mm-hmm. Before you go to any networking event, plan what you want to be able to accomplish, who you want to talk to, and how you're going to get it done. Yep. Then once you're there, like you said, figure out the people who you need to talk to, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's suppliers, franchisors, franchisees, and this is just the example that you know that we use, obviously, because we came back from the IFA. Right. But there's specific people in the room that you want to meet that you need to get in front of. Right. So that's so important. And then, like you had mentioned, the most critical part of networking is following up. Because yeah. there's no sense of networking if you don't follow up with anybody. Right. <laughs> because if you think about it, you could go into a room, you could talk with the CEO of this company, that company, but if you don't follow up, if you come back the next year, they're not going to remember who you are, mm-hmm. what you talked about, anything of that nature. Yeah. So it's critical to be able to follow up with people and reach out and say, hey, it was a pleasure meeting with you. If there's anything that I can do to help you, just let me know. I'd be more than happy to do so. And that's exactly how you and I were able to come back to the IFA. Right. You know, you and I talked with Doc a matter of three days after the IFA ended. Yeah. Called him up, told him how much we loved being there, the opportunities we were able to get. Yeah. And the experiences. And lo and behold, we were able to come back for our second year. Yeah. I I even wrote an essay. You really have to put in the work to utilize the people that you're meeting, right? Like, what sense does it make if you're going to meet, I don't know, the, I don't know, Mr. President of XYZ Company or CEO of PBG Company, and then you're saying, hey, so nice meeting you, and then come back, what, just so you can brag that you met them? Like, no, create a relationship. Like, you know, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're trying to build a relationship. Like, get, get out there meet these people mm-hmm. and then i like how you like when you mentioned like if there's anything that i can do for you right because reciprocity goes such a long way and when you get out of the yep. mindset of like what's in it for me but once you get into that state of like what can i do for you and don't expect mm-hmm. anything back more is going to come back than you even you could have ever even imagined you know what i'm saying and so i like how you, you pointed out that that point because that's something that i stress all the time reciprocity really goes a long way reciprocity is when you do something for somebody they're naturally going to want to do something for you that's reciprocity and uh another topic that i want to talk about is making yourself uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable yeah no you're absolutely right yeah you're gonna be uncomfortable but everyone everyone has to know that the process beginning comfortability is getting uncomfortable right because you're never going to be in a situation that propels you to the next level of your life without getting comfortable right whether it's meeting and and i'm fine with saying it i mean the people that we were able to meet the ceo of subway anytime fitness orange theory i mean these are the people that we're around yeah and at first it's a little uncomfortable because you're saying to yourself, well, I don't know if I'm on their level. I don't know what to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it's important that you push yourself to the level of being able to speak with them. And then over time, you understand that, one, they're just like anybody else. And two, that you're actually creating fluid conversation and you're building a relationship. Yeah. And so it, it goes a long way. So putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, knowing that it's going to propel you to where you want to go, what your goals are, what you hope to achieve. Right. It's critical. Yeah. It's absolutely critical. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that we did was, especially if it's like a, if it's like a, a up type of event, 
a lot of times they're going to have those like tall tables where you can stand up at. And uh, what me and Mason did was like, if there's a table and there's two people talking and there's room for two more people, we'd walk up to that table and be like, hi, you mind if we uh, join? And I, I, I bet you I can't find one person that would be like, no. You know what I'm saying? It's literally just, you just have to put yourself in that position. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we did a lot. We were like, find somebody and be like, oh, he's not talking to anybody or, or there's room at that table or, or let's go talk to those guys. They seem like they might know something cool. And like just walking up to random people and be like, hey, how are you doing? Or, hey, are you, can we join you guys? And almost always it's going to be a, yeah, sure. Why not? Because guess what? At the end of the day, like that person could get some, gain something from you as well. You know, you, yep. you never know. And you don't know what they're thinking. Maybe like literally there was this one guy, he's just walking around and I'm like, hey, uh, how are you? And he's like, good. And like he had a whole conversation with me and it literally was like he was trying to find somebody to talk to, but was too scared to approach anybody. So I approached him and then we had a really good conversation. Once again, that initial like, hi, how are you is going to be uncomfortable. And so one of the things that helps ease that is having a good pitch. So I, I sort of have a blueprint. I'll walk up to somebody and I'll say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, or hey, nice to meet you. Or hey, some type of introduction. I'll say, hi, my name is Kobe Lomax. And then they'll say their name. And then I'll be like, yeah, so uh, where are you from? Or what do you do? Or uh mm -hmm. tell me something interesting about you or something like that that's going to get the conversation going because you're going to find out what they do and now if it can benefit you like bet go in like talk about it you know or say like hey i do this 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 that or maybe maybe they're like a i don't know maybe they do something and you could literally help like maybe they say yeah right now we're trying to figure out how to pitch our business and if i'm good at pitching a business i'm like oh well i'm actually pretty good at that you know i i do this 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 that i've done this i've done that i could probably help you out with that boom relationship right there done easy or the conversation could go like hey um how what do you do they'll tell you what you do and then i'll come i'll i'll tell them what i do right and then i'll be like and right now what i'm trying to work on is blah 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 here's an example when i was at ifa I was like, yeah, right now I'm just trying to figure out how to add more revenue streams to what I'm doing on social media, right? So like, how can I make some more money or how can I make money, sustainable income, you know, doing what I'm doing on social media? And then people would either have advice on how to do it, people would have stories on what they tried, or people are, are going to know people who can help you. And just like that, boom, like you're getting more out of it than you would have ever imagined because instead of having to figure it out on your own, you know, like you're literally getting advice from people who probably been there, done that, or know somebody who's been there and done that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about setting your intentions. You yeah. have to know what your intentions are. Yeah. For you specifically, you going up to people and because you always get the question, well, what is it that you do? Right. And I found that you got more value out of saying, hey, I'm a social media influencer. I want to be able to help franchises with their social media influencing, their marketing, their advertising, anything that I can do. And then the next thing you know, someone knows someone else, right. you know someone else, and yeah. opportunities just open up. Yep. For you just to walk up to someone and them ask you, hey, what do you want to do? And you're like, eh, I'm not really sure. How are they going to help People you? Will be People are going to be very closed-minded to that. Yeah. They're not going to know what you what you want to do, the people that you need to be around in order to make it happen. Right. If people understand what your intentions are, they're more willing to open up more opportunities for you. Yep. Yeah, because if they don't know what you need help with, how are they going to help you, you know? 
Absolutely. That's that's that. You know, <laughs> it sounds crazy because it sounds obvious, but like that was kind of a lesson that I had to learn the hard way, right? Like I would I would be so so I'd meet people and I'd be like, wow, there's so much you could do for me, right? Like, or there's so many things that you could help me with, but but then you're not telling them anything. Like you're just crossing your fingers and hoping that maybe they say something that's going to help you. Like, no, be intentional, just like you said, be intentional know what you're trying to get right out of out of whatever this relationship is mm-hmm. right know what you can mm-hmm. contribute and and you're going to get so much more out of it out of it than just being quiet about it or being silent about it and being like hmm hopefully they say something that can help me like that, you're, you're you're rolling the dice here right <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know like we had mentioned you only get so many opportunities to be around people like that right and so it's important that you have that intention and know that what you want to say specifically or what you want to get out of it, because the more that you can get out of them and extract from their knowledge from the mm-hmm. time that you're talking, the more value it's going to provide for you. It doesn't do you any good just to sit there and talk about the weather or about yep. this or that. Yep. You really have to know what you want to get out of the conversation with everybody you talk to. Yep. And it'll provide so much value. And I think that we both got that out of the IFA, and I know Ethan did as well. Yeah. And we were able to walk away from the convention knowing that, hey, we were able to meet some great people, but we were also able to take away some valuable pieces of information that we can implement within our own lives, within our businesses, and within our future careers. Right, yeah. And so the next thing is the follow-up. Getting into the follow-up. Let's talk about how you... Any tips you have for the follow-up and, like, why it's so important? Follow-up is the most crucial aspect of networking by far. Um, It's important to follow-up right away. The longer that you wait to follow-up, people will begin to forget. Remember, especially after a convention like that, an opportunity that you had, people are going to meet a lot of people in the span Mm -hmm. of two days, three days, four days. It's important that you follow-up with people immediately. Yep. And then are able to um, more so respond with, hey, I met you here. This is what we talked about. I'd Mm -hmm. love to help you out in any way. And the people are able to follow up with you relatively soon before they get into their day-to-day activities within their own businesses. And with all the business cards that we were able to collect, because I believe you and I were able to collect 40 to 50 business cards. Yeah, I had 40. Yeah, the morning after I got back from IFA, I emailed everyone immediately. Yep. And I probably got at least 75% of them to respond back to me and say, hey, it's a pleasure meeting you. Mm-hmm. You're a great young man. You have a great future. If there's anything that I can do to help you within your career, let me know. Which is another really cool thing because in the franchising community, People are so helpful. They're so generous and they're so like ready to help, right? Like they they help you like they're getting paid to help you, you know? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's crazy. And I and I and I I know it's because a big part of it especially for us is like they see like they really prize the franchising business model and they're like you know like even on stage how they were like you know we got to we got to protect this business model like nobody's talking about protecting drop shipping nobody's talking about protecting subscription services right but with franchising like the people in it are so you know 
I mean, it's changed people's lives, you know? So, like, it's it just, I don't know, it's hits deeper. Like, that whole community is so nice. Like, I could literally work at McDonald's and you could work at Burger King and I'll be giving you advice, right? Like, it's crazy how, like, generous and how willing to help the franchising community is, especially for us. Like, I was so shocked at, like, how some of these, like, huge executives were, like, excited to meet us. You know what I'm saying? Even in the first one that we went to, like, they were excited for us. And I'm like, whoa, like, what? This is crazy, you know, and there's such a big, there's such a big push for getting millennials into franchising. When I was following up with people, I literally, some people, I literally sent them an email right after they gave me their card. Like, <laughs> like they would give me their card and I, and I'd be like, yeah, so how did you want me to reach out to you? Text, email, do you have a preference? And they, most of them are like email. I would literally send them an email right there. Like, because right, <laughs> then when they get back to the room, yeah, because then when they get back to the room, they're going to hit you back. And now you have that contact, right? Now you're not worried about your yep. email getting lost. So, yeah, that's really important. I, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. Like, as soon as possible. Like, don't wait a month later and talking about, hey, I met you at IFA. Like, your 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 email is going to get lost. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they're busy people just like you're busy. Right. 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 So the sooner you're able to follow up and able to you know, have them remember you within all the people that they were able to come into contact with. It's so important. And building the long-term relationship, and that's something that I want to actually touch on because you brought up a good point in the fact that the franchising community is so open and willing to share advice, experiences, information that they know, trends that are coming up. Everybody's so willing just to share that within the community of franchising. Right. But I truly believe it's because those who are within franchising are dedicated to protecting the livelihood and the long-term sustainability yep. of the business model. Yeah. And so the more that they can do to help others and help um, give others any piece of advice that they can do to implement within their business or grow their business is only going to protect that of franchising mm -hmm. and is going to be able to grow the industry as we know it going forward. Right. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's amazing. I was so like, and I was saying like, you know, last time it was a little overwhelming. There was a lot to learn, but like this time around, yep. like, man, I was just so inspired. I was like, yo, like if, if I, I was thinking off the top of my head, like if this, if this friend or this person or this person was here and like was learning this stuff that I'm learning, yo, like literally like they would, their life would be changed. You know what I'm like? Yo, more of us need to know about this. And this is, you know, part of the reason why I started Franchise Millennial and this whole mm -hmm. shifting of my personal brand. It's just like a fire in me to like let, put us on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, looking back to what you were talking about before in investing in yourself, I completely agree with you, and I think it's important that young people like ourselves are able to invest in our own being early on in our careers, yep. because the more we invest into our knowledge and gaining new connections and being in opportunities and situations like that, it's only going to broaden our horizon early on within our careers. That way, when we're in the midst of our careers and doing what we do, that we know this person, that we mm -hmm. have that opportunity, that we're able to acquire this piece of knowledge. Yeah. And everything comes full circle. And right. you don't really realize that because everybody wants everything now and right. people are so impatient. Yes. But if you look at the long term, 
you understand that everything will eventually come full circle mm -hmm. and that you'll be glad that you're able to invest in yourself and take advantage of the opportunities that you had right. early on in your career. Yeah, seriously. Now, now it's like me and Ethan were talking about that because one guy, there was this one guy I met and he's like, oh, I was telling him stuff, some of the stuff that I'm up to and he was like, oh, I tell my students all the time, you know, you don't have to work so hard right now. Um, you know, you got time. You can, you got all your life to work, man. Enjoy it. This is that. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to end up like you. Um, I'm not trying to live the life that you're living. I'm trying to work my butt off now while I'm healthy, while all of my body parts are working, while my heart is pumping just like it's supposed to be, while my kidneys are working the way they're supposed to be. I'm trying to work my butt off right now so that in the future I can live the life that I really want to live. You know, I don't have to be working like you are right now, sir. So uh, thanks for the advice, but no things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, and Ethan was like the same, the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm trying to like, you know, work my butt off for five years so that after that I can do whatever I want, you know? And that's another top tip. And to, oh, that, that's actually another really good tip. Uh, you know, when you're networking, meeting people, telling people what you're up to and trying to, trying to, you know, get, get advice or help or whatever the case may be, I would always just be aware of who you're getting advice from, right? And what advice you choose to accept. You know what I'm saying? Because like, that yep. guy because like i i took so much out of that that conversation with that guy who owns the sports clips we met a guy he owns 22 sports clips and he literally told us like his whole story right <laughs> like how he got started he yeah. tried this and it didn't work and he tried that and this person didn't believe in him and it pissed him off and so he was like i'm going to make this happen and like it was it was it was a really inspiring story but like understanding where he's at right now i'm like yeah i i would aspire to own 22 of something you know I'll take advice from this yep. guy, you know. I'm not going to take advice from uh -huh. you who is a, a employee, employee, you know, d doing what you're doing, you know. Like, not to knock it or anything, but that's not where I'm trying to go. So, sorry, dude, but uh, I got to do what I got to do, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I know from the three pieces of advice that Doc Cohen gave you, Ethan, and I, it was do your homework, surround yourself with good people, and people who are better than you. At yes, that. yes. And also – don't be afraid to hire people who are smarter than you or have more experience than you because understand that it's within a community of people that you surround yourself with, people right. who have done more, have experienced more, or maybe know more. It is then where you are able to rise above and take your life, your business to the next level. Right. And it's so important is getting around those people with a big mindset, not someone who yeah, right. uh, has a contracted mindset, but someone who has a big, big mindset, big goals, because because it's those people who are able to push you to your new limits, yep. to the next level, yep. to where you want to go. And it's, it's so important of getting your advice from people who have done that or are doing that now, yep. because the next thing you know, your life will be transformed to where you want to go. Yeah, so that was that was it. Um, any last remarks? Being in the college environment, a lot of people don't want to put in the price today or who aren't business savvy or don't want to take advantage of the opportunities because mm -hmm. it's so it's so critical that they're able to have fun, go through the experiences and enjoy the time that they have, making the sacrifice and doing the things that people aren't willing to do. That way you can live a life that they never dreamed of mm -hmm. or that they had always dreamed of, 
but just couldn't get to. Right. So it's so important that you're able to look long-term, have a vision, set your goals every day, keep yourself accountable, and then keep putting in the work, keep putting in the work, because the more you're willing to sacrifice now, you will be living that life that you had always dreamed of. And you'll look back, and you'll thank yourself every minute that you're right. able to do that. Right. Pay the price today, that way you can pay any price in the future. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Franchise Millennial. Be sure to follow Mason on Instagram at Mason underscore first. Also, I'd appreciate it so much if you could leave a five-star rating on this podcast. And if you're feeling a little extra generous, leave a review as well. If you found some value out of this episode, don't be selfish. Share it with someone who you think might also find value from this episode. But thank you so much for listening today. I'm your host, Kobe Lomax, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.